Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing Draco Malfoy's lackeys, Vincent Crabbe and Gregory Goyle. We first see these two goons pop up right near the beginning of the Harry Potter story, standing there, dim-witted as ever, behind their gang leader Draco. While many friendships blossomed within the walls of Hogwarts, particularly in the first few years, it seems as though both Crabbe and Goyle were friends with Draco before their Hogwarts days, a fact that I'm sure can be attributed to their ties in the pure-blooded wizard community. Crabbe and Goyle, proud Slytherins, certainly made the lives of many Hogwarts students miserable during their time at the school. With Draco at the helm of their gang, they even made a special point of making it their absolute priority to bully the famous trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And in their later years, just a year or two shy from Hogwarts graduation, they took things a step further, transcending the title of traditional bully and instead becoming what could only be aptly described as full-blown criminals. But one thing I've always wondered is whether or not Vincent Crabbe and Gregory Goyle were teenage Death Eaters, just like their leader Draco Malfoy was. Were they rotten to the core like so many of the dark wizards in the wizarding world, or was there salvation for these two boys? To some, the answer to this question may be obvious. Of course Crabbe and Goyle were Death Eaters. How could they avoid it? It was in their blood. But here's the thing. It's never explicitly stated in canon, and there may just be a reason for that. The first thing that I want to address is their parentage. And here, Voldemort moved on to the two largest hooded figures, we have Crabbe. You will do better this time, will you not, Crabbe? And you, Goyle? They bowed clumsily, muttering dully. Yes, master. We will, master. With Voldemort's resurgence in the Goblet of Fire, or proper one anyway, he summons the Death Eaters by way of the Dark Mark. And what I found interesting about this is that, seemingly, Elder Crabbe and Goyle, Crabbe and Goyle's fathers, were too tied at the hip blustering buffoons just like their sons. They too were clumsy, awkwardly large, and incompetent. Like father like son, I guess. So if Crabbe and Goyle's fathers were so very much like them, then this could suggest that they too went down the very same dark path, bearing the infamous Dark Mark on their arms, and serving the tyrannical leader of the Death Eaters, 
that is Lord Voldemort. It stands to reason that if Crabbe and Gore Jr. were so very much like their fathers, then they would want to emulate the actions and behaviours of their fathers further by going down the same dark path. This is also consistent with the trope repeated again and again in Harry Potter, where children end up closely modelling their parents in a multitude of ways- in looks, interests, behaviour, etc. But still, this is not an answer, it's just an inference, an argument for why they could have been Death Eaters. Let's dig in further. As the books progress, I think it becomes more and more obvious that Crabbe and Goyle have evolved into a new type of bully, one less focused on ridiculing their victims and more focused on causing them harm. This is glaringly apparent on a few occasions, one of the first being when Harry gets word that the Carrows were teaching dark arts at Hogwarts. Amicus, the bloke, he teaches what used to be defence against the dark arts, except now it's just the dark arts. We're supposed to practice the Cruciatus Curse on people who've earned detentions. What? Harry, Ron, and Hermione's united voices echoed up and down the passage. We're supposed to practice the Cruciatus Curse on people who've earned detentions. I refuse to do it. Some people are into it though. Crabbe and Goyle love it. The first time they've ever been top in anything, I expect. In my eyes, the fact that Crabbe and Goyle were more than willing to torture their classmates is a testament to the type of people they've become. If it was never mentioned that they loved it, then I suppose we could assume that they were acting out of fear, but this is clearly not the case. Harry Potter, after Crucio was first cast on him, described it as feeling like his head was being split open while having his bones set on fire. This is not something that any good person would wish upon anyone, and it's particularly horrifying if we consider the fact that they were doing this to their fellow students, people that they had known for years. The next passage that I want to look at comes from the Deathly Hallows, specifically chapter 31, The Battle of Hogwarts. So how come you three aren't with Voldemort? asked Harry. We're going to be rewarded, said Crabbe. His voice was surprisingly soft for such an enormous person. Harry had hardly ever heard him speak before. Crabbe was smiling like a small child promised a large bag of sweets. We hung back, Potter. We decided not to go. Decided to bring you to him. Good plan, said Harry in mock admiration. He could not believe that he was this close and was going to be thwarted by Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle. This passage makes it undeniably clear that Crabbe and Goyle, or just Crabbe at the very least, was willing to physically harm Harry and essentially facilitate Harry's death by handing him off to Voldemort. Crabbe, the more talented of the two, also fires multiple lethal curses at Harry and co. It was not normal fire. Crabbe had used a curse of which Harry had no knowledge. As they turned a corner, the flames chased them as though they were alive. Sentient, intent upon killing them, now the fire was mutating, forming a gigantic pack of fiery beasts, flaming serpents, chimeras and dragons, rose and fell and rose again, and the detritus of centuries on which they were feeding was thrown up in the air into their fanged mouths, tossed high on clawed feet before being consumed by the inferno. Crab wheeled round and screamed, Avada Kedavra, again. Ron leapt out of sight to avoid the jet of green light. The wonderless Malfoy cowered behind a three-legged wardrobe as Hermione charged towards them, hitting Goyle with a stunning spell as she came. Provided that Crabbe and Goyle were willing to go to such great lengths to appease Lord Voldemort, 
then I think the logical explanation would be that yes, these two boys weren't Death Eaters. But still, after all that they did, I find myself entirely unconvinced. Why? Because Crab and Goyle were still blithering idiots, and Voldemort knew perfectly how to use and manipulate people. To him, Crab and Goyle were disposable pawns. Sacrifices that he could send in without even an ounce of hesitation. Can you imagine Voldemort in a direct line of communication with Vincent Crabbe or Gregory Goyle? At the end of the day, in my view, Crabbe and Goyle were simply wannabe Death Eaters, young misguided boys that tried to follow in their father's footsteps, impressionable sympathizers that just wanted to get in on a bit of the action. Yes, Crabbe and Goyle's fathers were Death Eaters, but Voldemort wouldn't devote them anything, particularly after failing him in the first Wizarding War and never making any kind of proper attempt to find him. As far as teenage Death Eaters go, Draco was the only one, and that's only because he had been given a special task. However, had Voldemort not wanted to punish Lucius, I don't think Draco would have become a Death Eater either. Voldemort always intended for Draco to die during his attempts to kill Dumbledore, and it cost him absolutely nothing to dangle glory and acceptance in Draco's face after giving him a seemingly impossible task, a task that he himself would have failed. The sad truth is that neither Crabbe nor Goyle ever stood a chance. They both came from a family of Death Eaters, and right from the start became part of a friend group that made all the wrong choices. To quote Dumbledore, it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. And unfortunately, Crabbe and Goyle, with poor influences and obvious mental disadvantages, weren't ever able to make the right choices. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Do you think that Crabbe and Goyle were Death Eaters? Leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.